This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What am I, an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody. It's not human intelligence. If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Monday, August 7th. This is episode 168. My name is Dan Ellis. One of your one of your co-hosts, along with Ryan Duffy. I'm here too. Yeah, he shows up. <laughs> Matt Mitchell is in studio with us. Yay! Uh, what did you guys do over the week? Uh, I went to a barbecue yesterday and then work. So I just got off work yesterday. Yeah, nothing, nothing, else? nothing exciting at work. It was a pretty boring mm. shift. Moving on, Matt. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had pretty uneventful, you know. You suck, Ryan. Freaking lightning, <laughs> lightning round. Welcome. Okay. No, you. Well, you had more of your tattoo done over the weekend, right? Well, no. Th- that this was last weekend. I had oh. this part done. Oh. So we already right. talked about it. Next. Yeah, last. Next. Week. We talked about that last week. Next. I got and I got one more appointment. Uh, this next month. It's looking month. cool, man. Yeah. So looking uh, a little scaly today. It is. It's a little peely right now still because I just took the bandage off this part yesterday, so mm. it's still. Looks cool, though. Yeah. I dig it. Thank you. Oh, thank you. It's very nice. Matt, what'd you do over the last week? Um, Worked mostly, and Saturday I took the hui- no, Sunday, the wife and her two sisters to the airport. Yeah. She, he told me to get the fuck out oh, of the Oh, yeah. Country. You said she went out of town. Where, what's she doing? They're in Venice right now. Oh, wow. Like. Italy, yeah. The, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not Venice Beach or anything. No, 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 like no, that, no. no. Yeah. Well, Italy. that's cool. And then, I don't know. They go to Pompeii and Rome and all that cool stuff. And then they'll be there for a couple of weeks. Nice. So. I'll be alone in the house. So if anyone wants to rob me, definitely not the right time. I have 14 <laughs> days to do whatever the fuck I want with you. So, <laughs> wow, that that sounds like you're building a sex dungeon. Can take some time off work and really, really enjoy our time shared together. Yep, <laughs> with a with his full collection of whips and uh, pointy objects. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I. Really, the only big news. That oh yeah, I, what did you do, Dan? The, yeah, but really, the only major thing I did was Atheists of Utah Pride at, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. or Ogden Pride, mm-hmm. and participating in that. That was that was a lot of fun. So fucking hot. A lot of how compliments was, how was on the, the beard. Uh, yeah. What? <laughs> well, I was just going to ask how the turnout was this year because I know it's only the third year in a row they've done the are, Pride in. Uh, are Ogden. they calling it a churnout now? Is that a churnout? Yeah, a, a turnout. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you tell me what you say. <laughs> what you say. What you say. All T's are CH's now. <laughs> Don't tell me what you say. Uh, yeah, turnout, turnout was really good. Actually, I think the festival has doubled in size each year. Nice. So mm-hmm. like the first year, the all of the uh, booths and everything were just in the amphitheater area. Mm-hmm. And the next year, they had spilled out onto the grassy area next to the amphitheater. And this year, like everywhere in that square was filled, Covered. yeah, filled with booths. If it if it keeps growing like it has over the past three years, 
I don't think they're going to be able to stay in the same location. Well, hmm. they do quite often close down 25th Street there for mm-hmm. for Saturdays for the farmer's market. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I could see them doing the same thing for that, closing down 25th Street so everybody can set up in the street for stuff. Yeah, well, and they had the farmer's market going okay. at the beginning, like before the Pride Festival started, the yeah. farmer's market was going on. So parking and unloading and setting up was kind of a pain. Yeah. But hmm. yeah, other than that, I mean, yeah, turnout was great. Whole lot of participants, whole lot of booths. Uh, like I said, it was just really, really hot. Yeah. And then the grass was wet and like no cloud cover. So as soon as the sun hit it, it was just, just that moisture. Yeah. And... It turned it, it turned every booth into a sauna. <laughs> it was just fucking hot as balls, man. Um, there and well, and we didn't have, uh, well, there was one guy that I was talking to that I couldn't decide if he was. Like just being obtuse and kind of a dick for being a dick for for the sake of being a dick, or if he was just strange. I think you mean obtuse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, he was he was a little he was a little strange. I couldn't even begin to tell you how the conversation went because it was so far out there. Hmm. Um. And then did Mithrin show up? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. Um. And then apparently. When I went to go get lunch, they had a guy stop by the booth who wanted to argue with us. And Kevin was the one who was standing up front selling some stuff. Yeah. And he had sold a couple things and then was signing somebody up for a new membership for Atheists of Utah. And this guy came over and he's just like, well, atheism is just, it's illogical. It it doesn't make logical sense. And Kevin was just like, okay, well, I'm busy right now doing this, you know. And Summer, apparently Summer uh, told the guy, hey, because we, we rented two booth spaces, right? Yeah. So the one booth space, we sell merchandise and sign people up for memberships, whatever. And then in the second booth space, we do Ask an Atheist mm-hmm. so people can stop by, ask us whatever they want, have conversations. And so that's what Kyle and I were doing most of the day. Then I went to lunch and this guy apparently came while I was at lunch and- so, you know, he's kind of being a dick to Kevin and, and Kevin's just like, look, man, I'm busy right now doing this. And Summer's like, well, these guys over here, if you want to come talk to them, you know, they'll they'll That's... answer any questions you have about atheism or whatever. So you go over there and he's like, no, I want to talk to him. <laughs> like he, <laughs> like he's busy. he, had to, he had to talk to Kevin about it. And Kevin just like, dude, fuck off. I'm busy right now doing this. Go somewhere else. I don't have time for your bullshit right now. Hmm. But. Yeah, I'm like, damn, I wish I was there. It would have yeah. been fun. Hmm. But that was the only contentious visitor we had at all. Um, there were a couple other people that stopped by and asked questions. There was one guy who sat down with us for like a half an hour and initially started out like he was playing devil's advocate of uh, different religious beliefs. And then finally admitted he's like, no, you know, I, I think I'm probably an atheist. I'm ex-Mormon, blah, blah, blah. Um. There was there was one part in the festival toward closing time though that I I saw some a bit of police brutality. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it was really strange. So we're sitting there at the booth and just east of the booth they had this open grassy area and a community stage where people could get up uh you know do their beat poetry if they mm-hmm. wanted, sing, play guitar, or whatever. They had a there was a there was a younger guy there who got up a few different times and was doing beatboxing. Okay, and he he was pretty good, but uh, around 
midway through the second time, it got a little annoying. And then the third time, it was just like, this guy again? Come on. Come on. <laughs> but uh, so, you know, they, they had different people taken to the stage doing their thing. They had Salt Lake Cheer come out and they did a whole little show. And then, you know, things were quieting down. Things were winding down. People started taking down their booths a little bit. And I look over and I see two Ogden police department officers on the grass with this, I don't know, woman who's probably young or early 30s. And she's sitting on the grass. She's got her shoes in one hand and her purse in the other. And then I hear one of the officers, like, say something very loudly to her, like, issue a command or something. And Stop she, resisting. And she throws down her shoes and her purse. And she's sitting down the whole time. She throws down her shoes and purse. And then I hear her start screaming and she's waving her arms and they're far enough away that I can't tell exactly what they're saying, but yeah. she's very animated and the officers get closer to her. And I was like, oh, something's going down over <laughs> mm-hmm. here. And I kind of elbowed Kevin. That's and, never good. And we're just kind of watching. And then a couple of people came over, wanted to buy some stuff. And so I'm just kind of watching what's going on out of the corner of my eye. Sell the, sell, you know, bumper stickers or whatever to the people that were there. Uh, they leave and... Then I turned to look again, and the woman stood up and turned and started running. And there was like a 10, 15-foot space between our booth and the next booth next to us uh, to the south. And they were selling fetish underwear. <laughs> that was really cool. They they had to explain some of the fetish underwear okay. styles to a to a couple elderly women who uh-huh. a couple elderly women who wandered into their booth i hear that was that was pretty comical but and then the past their booth there was a little bit of a gap so i see this woman start running and she runs from the east side of the park around the fetish underwear <laughs> booth and the there were two ogden police officers one male one female and the they both start chasing her and the guy closes the gap like double time and this woman's running away, no shoes on. I mean, she she's, I wouldn't really call it running. She's yeah galloping a little <laughs> bit, I guess, maybe. And he closes the gap double time on her and then does a flying tackle. Yeah, it doesn't like, you could just bump her and knock her over, but he doesn't do that. Yeah, or just grab her. I mean, yeah. she's not going anywhere. Yeah. But he does a flying tackle on this woman. Yep. Like, Raises her up off the ground and they both travel a good, you know, two or three yards in the air mm-hmm. and he lands on top of her and she yep. smacks her head on the ground. And You know, he waits for that. He's just waiting oh, for man. the day he gets to practice his NFL hits. Well, and as soon as, soon as it happened, like you could just hear everybody, like, like an audible gasp from everybody who was kind of watching and then murmurs, hey, that's unnecessary. What the hell is going? Why did you do that? What's going on over there? And then what? Shut and up, then- everyone. Stop. <laughs> Don't worry about it. No, they they didn't say anything, but she started screaming her head off. Oh, just, yeah. Help me, help me. Somebody help, yeah. help, help. Oh, my God, you're breaking my arms. Yeah. Help me, help me. And, of yeah. course, he flips her over onto her stomach, and he's wrestling her arms back, wrestling her arms back behind her, gets her cuffed, and then lifts her up, and they march out, and that was the end of it. I don't, I don't have any idea what she did or. So why wouldn't they have just cuffed her while she was sitting there, you know? Yeah. Why why do they egg people on and 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 almost hope for something like that to happen so that Well, they yeah, can... and I mean they they obviously, I mean they were they were within touching distance of her. They were within 2 or 3 feet of her when she was on the ground. Maybe they weren't planning on arresting so, her. So, I mean they I don't know. you know, so she stands up 
And she turns, and then she starts running away, and they both just kind of look at each other. Which and is the, a crime, of course. And then the, yeah, then you the can't guy. can't run in public. Yeah, then the guy gives chase and flying tackles her, and I was like, what the fuck, man? I, I wish I would have had the, the to thought in my mind it. to record it, cause, hmm. but yeah, I was like, what would have been fuck, on World man? Star. Yeah, I was like, I don't think you really needed to tackle her. I don't think she's much of a threat, and she wasn't going to get away. Like, and she was, she was leaving. She wasn't th- actively threatening. She was retreating, fleeing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was well until that until that kind of thing is illegal. They're going to keep doing it. It's just never yeah. going to stop. Yeah, un- until it's actually illegal. Just seemed a little unnecessary. Yeah, more than a little unnecessary. It seemed wholly unnecessary. Like, yep, he could have just grabbed her and and handcuffed her, but. If you ha- if you have all that training, phys- physical training is part of your your job. You have all that gear, and you can't subdue an obviously disturbed thirty or something year old woman with no shoes on. What the fuck are you doing with your life, dude? <laughs> well, at least he didn't shoot her. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But but the the but the those two are the same problem because the what we have is police who who can't help but act violently. Like he he wasn't trying to defuse it necessarily, and I don't know what was happening when she was on the ground. But I'm saying at that point, all he wanted to do was make a, an NFL tackle on her. Well, and and clearly, either he wasn't trying to de-escalate things, or if he did try to de-escalate things, it went horribly wrong because she got up and ran instead right. of sitting there and talking to them. Yeah, but there's still a far better way of. Of oh, right. that's what I'm doing her. Yeah, than, that's what than I'm that. saying. Like, yeah, it, 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 like it doesn't really matter what the situation is. That's yeah. not the answer. Yeah, yeah. So and it was it was unacceptable. I think. Mm. Of course, I don't know what she said, what she did. What it doesn't matter. Yeah, but none, yeah, it none of that matters. Yeah, none of that justifies him throwing a flying tackle at yeah. this woman. Yeah, the only reason why it's okay, you know, in quotations, is because it's not technically illegal. Yeah. So as long as as long as they can do it, they will, or at least some will. Yeah. Yeah, it just seemed weird, and and it seemed it. I don't know the the female officer who was there had stopped by our booth earlier, and was looking at our car emblems and stuff. You know, the flying spaghetti monster yeah. and Darwin fish and stuff like that. She's like, "Oh, these are really cool," and, and I thought, "Oh, awesome!" There's a there's a at least open minded mm. female officer in in OPD, if not atheist, and. Then she came by the booth later with another lady, and and we were chatting. the The other woman that she came back with, I think, must have been her mother. Okay. The just the way they were talking to each other, and then the that older woman and I started talking because she said, "Oh well, I'm a federal employee. Can you imagine if you know?" She's talking to the officer. She's like, "Can you imagine if I were to take some of this stuff and put them on my desk at work?" You're like, "I and I'm, I'm a like, federal employee, and I put it on my <laughs> desk at work." I'm like, "Oh yeah, what are you doing?" She's like, "Oh, well, I'm a federal employee," and I'm like, "Me too." And and I said, do you work here in Ogden? And she said, yeah. And I said, well, me too. <laughs> and I said, do you work for the IRS? And she said, yeah. And I said, well, me too. <laughs> Let's just do that for the rest of the show. <laughs> me, me too. too. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was fun. Like I said, it was really hot, but it was nice seeing a bunch of people. Like I said, Sarah stopped by yeah. the booth a few times and had had a little little chit chat with her here and there. She's the one who actually encouraged me or told me that they were doing glitter beards or yeah, she had sent me or a, that they were doing glitter. She had sent me a photo like, oh, I found Dan. Then later <laughs> on she's like, Dan really needs to put glitter in his beard. I'm like, well you tell Dan I told him to put glitter in his fucking beard. <laughs> so I did. I wandered over and got glitter in my beard. 
And then that shit was fucking everywhere <laughs> because they, yep. you know, they, they, they sprayed my beard first with hairspray okay, and then put the glitter on so it would stick and then put more hairspray on mm, after that. To seal it. But it was, yeah, anytime I moved my head anywhere, it was just a <laughs> just... shower of fucking glitter everywhere, all over the, every chair oh, in yeah. the booth, all over I the bet tables. your car. Oh yeah. It's all shower. over the fucking truck, everywhere. Yeah. Mm. Is, I, everyone was glitter bombed. A couple of my friends that I hadn't seen for a while. Um, well, actually I had several different friends stop by the booth, um, that I hadn't seen for quite a while. In particular though, it was after I went and got glitter in the beard and my friends, uh, Holly and Justin stopped by the booth and you know, Holly, Holly's standing there. She's like, Oh, come here and let me give you a hug. And I'm like, uh, I don't know if that's a great idea. Cause like, you're going to uh, get glitter everywhere. And she's I like, Oh hate. no, that's fine. So I gave her a hug and she backed up and dude, it looked like <laughs> she had been in a glitter war of some like, kind, like all down the side of her face, all over her shirt. I'm like, sorry. And like then a, Justin's like, oh, I guess I'll give you a hug too. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, buddy, you're going to probably not like the results. And yeah, both of them were just covered in glitter. It's like a unicorn jizzed on them. Yeah. But it was fun. <laughs> it was a good time. Um, I think I think everybody that went had a decent time other than it just being so oppressively hot. Yeah. Mm. And the whole loading of the shit. From my house into the truck and then driving oh, to yeah. Ogden, unloading, setting everything up, and then doing that for, well, we were there from little after nine until nine, so 12 hours. Yeah. And then taking it all down, packing it into the truck, driving all the way home, and then unloading the truck. And yeah, it was it was a long day. I was beat. I slept very well that night. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, all you dirty cis people out there who think you run the world. This is the trans podcaster, Marissa Alexa McCool, coming to say that you should go sit in the corner and listen to other people talk. And the people you should listen to are the godless revolution folks, because they're the good kind of cis people. We don't have to shame them just as much. So you go ahead and listen to them, and then you come listen to us so we can tell them why they need to apologize. Please stand by. The Godless Revolution will continue in a moment. Here follows a public service announcement for the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast. <laughs> Greetings, Americans. Over here in London, we are well aware that not all of you are loud, xenophobic, racist, sexist, religious nuts. But many of your politicians who display these frightful traits seem to be quite popular. Particularly a certain wall-obsessed, small-handed, best-word-using, daughter-perving, war-inciting, candy-floss-headed clown. To those of you who choose to follow such balderdash, we strongly recommend not to listen to the two sceptical chaps. It probably won't be your cup of tea. Otherwise, give us a listen. Each episode, we cover any news or current affairs from across the globe. Things that annoy or delight us. That's two, as in the number two. And sceptical with a K. The wrong way to spell it. Cheerio! Talking to people of my faith, Islam, and my friends, and discussing with them, I remember all kinds of fallacious arguments, but I remember one consistent thing, and that was to exempt Islam from any criticism. It was culture. It wasn't Islam. But a religion is born in a culture, and if that culture is not peaceful, then that religion is not peaceful.
I was told it's politics. We've heard it tonight many times. It's not the religion, but Islam not only has a pious dimension, but it also has a political dimension, a complex system of laws, a political philosophy on how society should be organized. And if you look at that political system, it's anything but peaceful. What emancipated me from the order to submit my will completely to Allah, which in practice means the concentration of power in the hands of a few, was to learn to think critically, the enlightenment. You and the godless revolution will be reassimilated in three, two, one. You said you had a, a correction? Yes, yeah, I do. Okay. <clears throat> uh, the two skeptical chaps <laughs> bum, bum, come up again. Dan Morris, Dr. Dan, on episode 59, uh, told the Dumb All Over podcast, a couple of nice guys with a young podcast, <clears throat> told them that we were the godless revolution and not the godless revolution mm. because we can't spell. Oh, my word. Well, this from the guy who can't decide how they're going to spell their show. Yeah, I was just uh, that's what I was gonna say. Do okay. Well, Doctor Skeptical with a K. Uh, maybe portmanteaus weren't at your school, but I'll give you a class in condescension. <laughs> it's a combination of two other words to achieve a descriptive compound word, and in terms of marketing, it's a pretty good idea because it's very unlikely that other groups would invent the same brand name. So, yeah, yeah, dumb Americans is an old stereotype. So I'll see your mudslinging and raise you one posh British insult. <laughs> <coughs> You there. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) I say good day, sir. What else you got for us? Oh, you want to do some other stuff? Yeah, sure. We do stuff on this show. Oh, let's do that one later. All the shuffling of the papers. Yep, that's what what you get. (laughs) You were on the computer a lot this week, though. I know. I was on it more than usual. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think just in the last week, you were on the computer as much as you have been in the previous six months. That's you, you, fair, you, yeah. you even knew to give us a warning saying, hey, it was me that logged into the email account. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, because last time the- Dan changed it in no <laughs> well, time at all. Because we were both sitting here yeah. doing the show. It's like, oh, fuck. Right. Someone, we, I'm like, we're both sitting here. Yeah. Someone logged into the email. Matt doesn't computer. Change that password. <laughs> Someone's hacking our shit. <laughs> and it turned out it was you. <laughs> a fake news blog created by German university researchers found an eager and credulous audience among tiny-minded far-right sympathizers who shared racially charged stories. Weird. Hmm. The experiment at Hohenheim University, uh, by Hohenheim University researchers set up four fake profiles on Facebook. One false story claimed that asylum seekers were having free sex with prostitutes funded by a local council. <laughs> the story reached 11,000 people within four days and was shared more than 150 times. Uh, okay, okay. Let's take a second and, and let the amount of gullible soak in here. 11,000 conservatives in four days thought the government was paying for non-citizens <laughs> to have sex. And those are only the ones who shared it, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that, I mean that's that's eleven thousand who shared it. Right. There's probably 
10 times an amount that read it and also believed it. Well, but it says it share reached 11,000 people. Oh, okay. Well, and this, I mean, it fits perfectly into their preconceived yeah. notions of everything. Yeah. And they believed that. They yeah. bought it hooker, line, and sinker. <laughs> I, I told you guys it was going to be puns all night. Uh, uh, many readers reacted indignant, indignantly to the news that free about free prostitutes for asylum seekers. <laughs> Few Facebook users. Where's my free poker? Yeah. <laughs> my free poker? My free yeah. poker. I was going to say prostitute yeah. and decided that the last bit hooker. I'd say hooker. And few Facebook users even spotted, few of them even spotted that the place uh, where it was allegedly happening, Bad Ulen, is not even exist. <laughs> I'm going to share it anyway. I mean, of, of course, conservatives aren't exactly leaders in geography. It's just because they're still. trying to hide where it's actually happening. Uh, so apparently, and don't quote me on this, but it's possible that the Neanderthals on the far right are maybe not humanity's best fact checkers. <laughs> uh, the fake news blog has now has prominent warnings in red above its stories signaling fake news. <laughs> the researchers, uh, they had, the researchers called it some really long German name, Der Volks Biobacter or whatever, uh, an echo to the Nazi propaganda, which had a very similar name. That I also can't pronounce. <laughs> uh, and included an eagle and included Eagle's Wings logo, also reminent, reminiscent of, of the, the Nazis. Yeah. Uh, media manipulation is a major concern in Germany as the country faces a general election on uh, September 24th, with politicians warning that Russia might use fake news to influence the vote. Seems kind of out of the blue hitting Russia like that. Hmm. <laughs> Never been involved in election meddling no, accusations before. Strange. Yeah, I mean, they're so innocent of all that kind of thing. Two weeks after one of the fake news uh, Facebook profiles was launched, it had attracted 251 Facebook friends, which is only slightly better than the two Zodiac chaps. <laughs> <laughs> Among the fake news stories propagated uh, by the site in April were refugee nicks a German's job, uh, name disapproval, Greens want to close Moore's Head Cafe, Mark Zuckerberg says sorry to a refugee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the last story claimed that Mark Zuckerberg, the Facebook CEO, had apologized to a Syrian refugee who had been falsely accused of rape and had been trolled on Facebook. Uh, it was striking that. And then he personally apologized to them? Well, these are the stories that. These are the Sorry, fake my stories. platform was used yeah. for this, yeah. No, probably because Zuckerberg was actually trolling the shit out of them. <laughs> <laughs> it was striking that our Facebook pro profile was never questioned, not by Facebook, that is. The institution itself, nor by other users, said Professor Wolfgang Schweiger, who led the research team. Uh, the U.S. Uh, Facebook's concerned. The U.S. social media giant has estimated has an estimated 29 million users in Germany, and in April it published full-page notices in German newspapers advising readers uh, how to spot fake news. Too bad they can't make a coloring book for our president to learn this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the Facebook tips for Germans include. Check what other reports say. Check the evidence for this. Look for the author's sources. Uh, but Facebook has criticized a new German law passed this month, which imposes fines of up to 50 million euro. Jesus. For social networks that fail to delete illegal hate speech or fake news. That's a lot. Compare that to the U.S. fines of 3 million for desecration of humanity's first writings oh, yeah. by a slobby hobby. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Germany's data protection commissioner has echoed Facebook's concerns. The commissioner said the new law was vague in some respects, including regarding the powers given an independent panel that will rule on fake news or alleged hate speech. Bunch of bullshit, man. An interesting study, however. Yeah. 
did you guys, well, we talked about it a little bit before the show, the, uh, the story from Malaysia about the atheist group who got together through the Atheist Republic Facebook. What happened in that story? Did, I, I actually hadn't heard about this until you started talking about it earlier. so the atheist republic is one of the largest atheist Mm -hmm. uh pages on Um, facebook i don't know if it's a page or a group i Mm. think it's a group because anybody can post in it i think yeah yeah probably uh oh yeah and it's a face online facebook group it says here (laughs) um but they they're they're one of the largest like i said atheist groups on facebook and were recently taken down from Facebook for a little while. And there was a whole controversy around that and people claiming that they got zucked because <laughs> they were speaking out against religion, all that kind of stuff. But recently uh, in Malaysia, they held a gathering uh, for people who are members of the Atheist Republic on Facebook and live in Malaysia and wanted to get together with other atheists. And so they have this gathering, atheists get together, they're having a good time, have good conversations, meet like-minded people. I mean, for anybody who is new to atheism and then to find like-minded people and just be able to talk openly about your Mm -hmm. non-belief is a very liberating feeling, right? Mm -hmm. And so they're all very happy, flying high, take a picture of the group and post it to social media, and the Malaysian government steps in and says, well, maybe we should start investigating these people Basically for blasphemy and mm. specifically ex-Muslims, because in Malaysia it is illegal to leave the religion of Islam and become an atheist. Mm-hmm. Punishable by death, of course. Yeah. So uh, this comes to us from Hemant Meta, and uh, he says that the Metro Manila Consulate, for example, even raised money for disaster victims. Vi- for disaster victims in the Philippines. But last week, the consulate of Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia got together for dinner and drinks, They took and they took a picture to celebrate the occasion. Taking that picture may have been a mistake. Malaysia is one of the supposedly more moderate Muslim countries. I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah? I've seen some <laughs> shit come out of that country. <laughs> well, here's like, that's moderate? Uh, the the thing is, we're still talking about Islam. Yeah, you know, so moderate Islam, especially but, especially in the forms it takes today, is is still pretty extreme. Yeah, yeah I mean, well, because they got the uh, uh, like Islamic police force, or it's, right. like they're not cops, but their own their whole job is to go around the morality police, pretty much enforcing yeah, it to Islamic, the point where I was watching yeah. a video where if they think someone is having uh, premarital sex with some other woman that they saw out, they'll go break the door in and fucking break them apart and say, no, you can't be having sex. Hmm. Yeah, Hemant Hemant says that Malaysia ostensibly has freedom of religion, but the rules don't apply to Muslims who want to leave the faith. Hmm. There are rules to prohibit or at least make it very difficult to go through such a deconversion. Uh, So back to the picture, the Malaysian government caught wind of the photo and began wondering if there were any secret Muslims in there. Secret Muslims in an atheist group. Hmm. Because they had to be punished if they were Muslims but and what if participating were, in atheist activities. Right, what if they right. were an insider, though? They're working for the the Muslim Brotherhood to try to weed out other bad Muslims that were going to it. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're super secret double agents, yeah. like Ryan. 
Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Ryan, Ryan's a secret Muslim. <laughs> I've been, I've been hiding for years. <laughs> for years behind my porn stash. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the government will investigate if there are mu- if there are Muslims who have joined the Kuala Lumpur Atheist Club, as made viral on the social media recently, said Deputy Minister in the Prime Minister's Department, Datuk Dr. Asif Wajdi Dusuki. I think that was perfect. Thank you. <laughs> According to Asif Wajidi, jurisdiction on Islamic faith is under the Syrian criminal enactment of each state, or I'm sorry, Syria? Syria? Criminal enactment of each state. Well, at the federal territories level, it is under the Federal Territories Islamic Religion Department, Jawi. Hmm. If it is proven that there are Muslims involved in atheist activities that could affect their faith, the state Islamic religious departments or Jawi could take action. I have asked for Jawi to look into this grave allegation. <laughs> it's hard to take it seriously. <laughs> uh, and all of this because a handful of atheists wanted to hang out together. Yeah. And people wonder why we fight for the separation of uh, church and state. Right. Well, well, it doesn't, yeah, and it doesn't stop there either. Yeah. He goes on and um, the news coverage, he says that the news coverage led to a lot of Malaysians calling for imprisonment or death of apostates over social media. Ali A. Rizvi posted a number of them. And some of these are pretty fucking terrible. Uh, from Imager, we have, where are the religious authorities Catch these people desecrating the sanctity of Islam invites God's wrath and mislead other Muslims from Islam. Don't wait until Allah brings in a tornado before we act. Go to hell. The religious authorities should catch these liberals, like list of progressive personalities. These people have gone too far. When leadership is weak and they can't defend Islam, democracy is no longer is now irrelevant. If it's true that these apostates came to the congregation, why hasn't the religious authorities gone and arrested and charged these people. We have laws against apostates in Malaysia for Muslims. This is from the religion of peace, of course, mm-hmm. where you have to be a Muslim or we'll fucking kill you. Yep. Their leader is an Iranian. He should be arrested and beheaded, the accursed man. Wow. Sounds, sounds pretty peaceful. I wonder, yeah. is, that, is that because Iran is Shia? Is Malaysia mostly Sunni? I don't know. To be honest. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know which I think, is which. I think Iran is Shia mostly because hmm. Iraq is Sunni, right? And they have well, Iraq Sunni. has all three there. Now, yeah. Well, it, it has had all well, three. Well, it has for, had them, yeah, but under that, Saddam, that was, Saddam is a Sunni for sure. Yeah, that's why he was killing. Right. The, that's what I'm saying, and that's why that's why there was tension between Iraq and Iran hmm. because they're Shia and he was. I'm hmm. just wondering what the Iranian tie is. That's what. Yeah, that's I, yeah I, I would imagine that that's exactly what you're thinking. According to Islamic law, as agreed by Islamic scholars, apostates should be punished with a beheading. Mm. The apostate should be given a few days to repent to escape his punishment. Mm. If this law is enacted, would there be anyone who would dare to leave Islam? Choose Islam. Well, so uh, we're going we're gonna to make you a member and then make sure that you don't leave through threat of killing you for leaving. It not, just, rem- not just threat. They do it. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of when people say, we're going to kick your ass if you don't stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. <laughs> this is America. We got freedoms. And if you don't do it, I'm going to kick your ass, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, you're free to think like me or else. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, according to the prophets of old, the punishment for apostasy is death. After three days from leaving Islam and the apostate refuses to repent, 
then his blood is halal for slaughter. It is better to die from hanging for murder than to die as an apostate. The punishment for apostasy is death. What actions are our mufti taking against this? What's a mufti? The Islamic police. Oh, okay. This is why Islam commands that apostates who refuse to repent should be killed. These people are poison. If your religion can't stand up to people not believing yeah. in it, what the fuck? Why would you choose to follow that religion? If if it can't convince somebody that it's good just because it's a good and logical and correct way to think and do things, why the fuck? Would you think it's then okay to kill somebody who doesn't do that? I'm going to I'm going to say something surprising here. Okay. Uh, <gasps> because it's not true. Oh. <laughs> and they're terrified that other people will find out and leave? Mhm. That's why they have to have uh, little Miss Mufti cuz uh, to keep everyone <laughs> keep everyone in there. Little Miss Mufti who sat under Tufti <laughs> <laughs> eating her halal and whatever else, <laughs> lamb. What are they? Goats, something. Halal and falafel? Falafel. Yeah, there we go. There we go. The government should put a stop to their activities. Do not worship only your own intelligence. <laughs> hmm. They haven't received God's wrath. That is why they're happy. Once they've gotten this, that's why they're happy, yeah, of course. Because there is no yeah, God's wrath. Yeah, because they, they aren't uh, doing all this fucking horrible religious shit that I have to do every day. <laughs> Once they've gotten his wrath, they will know their place. Hmm. Looks like propaganda from the Freemasons is reaching success in slowly weakening and toppling the Islamic Ummah in Malaysia. What? May these Antichrist and Lucifer worshippers be prevented from reaching their new world That's order. That's a Christian. Wait, yeah. Cause free, well, no, because Freemasons are, are Christian, though. Uh, I said that's a Christian. That guy's a Christian. But when he's saying that they're more like Freemasons, he's saying the Freemasons are getting to him. Yeah, and he's I mean, also calling them antichrists and re referencing Lucifer and the New World Order. That's all Christian stuff. I thought this one was particularly worrying. It's because we're a democracy and not an Islamic <laughs> state. Can you see the games the Dajjal antichrist play? In the end of times, fitna will be prevalent. Atheists would be untouchable by the authorities. Try to refrain from talking about killing these apostates just in case any of them go to the police. Hmm. Not, not try to refrain from killing them because that's a bad fucking thing to do. Don't talk about it. But don't Keep... talk about it because they may go to the authorities and then you might get in trouble for wanting yeah. to kill these people. That would be the bad part, that right, you would get right. in trouble for wanting to kill them. Well, right. over there, the authorities probably will kill them anyways. Yeah, well, yeah, they're, I mean, the Malaysian government is yeah. investigating this. I, I just, I, I still don't understand. I mean, all these people are clearly in, up to their eyeballs in the God stuff. Mm -hmm. And and yet none of them can see that he's not doing a goddamn thing. Yeah, yeah why doesn't their you God guys, handle this? You yeah. guys are all over this, try you know, acting like his bulldogs, and yet he's doing fucking nothing. Whoever apostatizes should be killed. These kind of people should not be spared. There is only one way. Advise them and tell them that Islam is not to be played with. If they refuse to repent, we burn them alive. Yeah. An apostate's blood is halal for slaughter. Hmm. Apostates should be killed. Abu Bakr, Muhammad's companion, waged war against these apostates. The, those very same ones? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm sure. They should be killed. In the days of Umar, Muhammad's companion, they would have been put to death. Yeah, that was, that was 1,400 years ago. They don't deserve to be Malaysian citizens. 
They're not real Americans. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they fail the first national principle that is belief in God. This is a Christian nation. Yep. Huh. So catch them all and throw them out of the country. Go back to your own fucking country. Uh-huh. You don't like you it, don't get like out. It, you can get out. <laughs> yeah. Also, please reveal their faces so that we know if they died, we don't have to bury them the Islamic way. Here's this loser. I'm going to dox him so y'all know what he looks like. <laughs> so, yeah, just a whole bunch of bullshit. Yeah. From the religion of peace, talking about beheading people who leave their religion. That's uh, I, that's religion as a whole. Well, and as I was reading this earlier today, I thought, well, I guess it's a good thing I was never a Muslim. Because I can be an atheist and at least most Christians won't say that I need to be beheaded and that that's part of that's well, part of their religious practice right, is that if I leave, they have to fucking kill me. Right. They'll still say it, though. Sometimes. They'll, they'll, they'll say that atheists, you know, should, shouldn't be around or, yeah, all that. But it's not, it's not as much a part of their doctrine as it is for Islam. Yeah. But he ends the uh, article by saying, all of this just shows you how difficult it is to be, an, uh, to be an open atheist in a supposedly free nation that's still dominated by Islamic beliefs, even if it's not a Muslim theocracy. Because, again, Malaysia is supposed to be one of the more moderate Islamic countries. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I, I've, I've posted a couple things about Islam in the past, and I have a certain air quotes, humanist friend who the, whenever I do, regardless of what I say about it, they think that I'm picking on Islam and Muslims and that I'm being an Islamophobe. And I'm like, did you not read the fucking article, man? Like, this is what is going on. You can pretend all you want that the not all Muslims hashtag applies here, but clearly we have we have the government of a country, of a supposed moderate yeah. Islamic country, stepping in and, and wants to investigate these people and possibly murder them for the simple act of not believing in the mm-hmm. fucking religion. Yeah. And here's the thing to a person like that. How many Muslims are in the world? Two billion? A whole something, lot. Something like that, yeah. right? Yeah. And even a person like that will agree that the majority of them are not these kinds of extremists. Right. Right? Okay. All right. Good. So Islam has plenty of fucking apologists. Stop it. <laughs> They've got billions of them. Yes. They don't need you yeah. and your fucking privileged attitude. That Islam is fucking dangerous and we need to not pretend that it isn't. Yeah. Well, and it's and it is particularly insidious. I mean, it is it is more dangerous than I mean, can you think of a more dangerous religion not right now? There? I mean, any any other religion that I mean, apart from. God, the the only one that even comes close that I can think of is maybe Scientology, mm. but they in a very different way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, maybe they ruin lives. Maybe but... tiny little cults, but not not a gigantic religion with yeah. billions of adherents. Yeah, and certainly not all of their adherents are like yeah. this, but. A large fucking, no- an alarmingly large number of them are like that. Well, I think also in Malaysia where you do have the religious police, the people that are coming out and saying this shit, feel free to say it like, because no, like they're right. backed up by everyone else yeah. in that country. Yeah. It's the mob mentality of the religion in that country. Yeah, they have the support of their government. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of Christians here would like to have a, a it, yep. Christian and, fascist state. And that's why I think if, if it was backed by the government, you would see Christians doing the same exact shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I yeah, think you would absolutely. Guaranteed. 
Because you you have a lot of them saying that without government sponsorship yep. of it. Yeah. Yep. But, you but know, then when, you get the government sponsor, you get to where it's like, well, no, now it's okay for me to say, I may have been thinking this the whole time, yeah. but now it's okay. Now yeah. I'm free to say this and I'm in the right. I'm not going to get in trouble from the government for yeah. saying for saying that I'm going to fucking shoot you in your goddamn head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hello, I'm Lloyd Evans. I'm a former Jehovah's Witness. I'm the author of The Reluctant Apostate and senior editor of JWSurvey.org. And you are listening to The Godless Revolution. The next rant will start right after this. Hey, everybody, this is X. And I'm Kyle. And I'm Felicia. We're the Utah Outcasts. Three out, unashamed, and active atheists living in Utah. And we are personally inviting you to let us love your ears each and every week. As we take the news, current events, and pop culture and give it a little twist. A love twist with consent. And we'll be joined each week by a special guest to tell us what makes them an outcast like us. Come find us. The Utah Outcasts. On PodHell.com, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And on UtahOutcast.com. We finally bought that domain off the kids handing out mixtapes in the mall. Come be an outcast with us. Take care of yourselves out there. Bonne nuit. And you're welcome. Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. I got some crazy if you want to do it right away. You got crazy? I got I got a little crazy. Is it your your crazy Christian friend? No, he, uh, that guy's just been posting fucking religious shit all <laughs> Like he just went on a, a tirade of posting fucking religious religious quotes. Oh yeah. And one night I was a little drunk. Yeah. So I just started doing the uh, the the laughing hashtag on all of them. <laughs> or the laughy face on all of them the, for the, the laugh mo- react. Yeah, yeah, the laugh react thing. I just started <laughs> laughing at everything he was posting. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, you stupid Christian. Ah! No, this is about stupid Mormons. Oh, okay. Macy's oh, yeah. is going to be open on Sundays. Okay, that's a local de- grocery it is, store. It is a local grocery store, but they're going to be open on Sunday now. This the is the Sabbath? grocery store. Is, I, I thought Macy's was the department there store. There is There's a Macy's department too, yeah. store. It's in the malls with like the Macy's and but Dillard's. We're, but this is for this the is, grocery this is, uh, store. M A C E Y S. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they, they've been kind of like. No, like the 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 TBM grocery store of choice for a while. But apparently or, Whole Foods yeah. bought the grocery store chain. Oh, oh they yeah. did. Yeah, that's why that's why this I change see. is happening. I was like, no, we'll be open on Sundays now for certain stores in different different areas. Mm. Now that Whole Foods, so I'm guessing it's the one that Whole Foods has already taken over. Yeah, yeah. That are opening and staying open Sunday. It's still gonna have the same name. It's not gonna be called Whole Foods, but Whole Foods bought. It'll it. be Macy's, but ran under Whole Foods. Yeah, a subsidiary of Whole Foods. So, so everything's going to be the same, but the prices are going to double? Probably. <laughs> and people will be outraged in the state of Utah. So I had to go and grab some people's comments they left on this thing. About, about, about Macy's being open on Sunday? Okay. Being open on yeah. Sunday. Right, let's hear it. What are, they, what are they complaining about? Unless you understand the teachings of the LDS religion regarding this subject, not many of you will understand why this is a big deal and very disappointing. I think that I would love to ask that person exactly what they f- they found in those books that makes it so important. Yeah, there's only one guy that- Other than God said. Yeah, there's only one guy yeah. that, that that points out why it shouldn't be open on Sunday, but then he's completely wrong. <laughs> I don't shop at Macy's, but I think it is sad that they feel they need to start opening on Sundays. Uh... Why is it any of your fucking business? Yeah. This makes me sad and upset that people are starting to turn away from worshiping God on the Sabbath day and turning away from God. I'm sure that there are a lot of employees who will quit. 
because they do not want to work on Sundays. And a lot of employees who work at Macy's probably work there since they do not have to work on Sundays. So I have a feeling that a lot of them will quit and find a new job where they do not have to work on Sundays. Hmm. That was a whole lot of work on Sundays. It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is, he is pissed off. But he looks, <laughs> I, I mean, the picture, I, it's just a screenshot. He kind of looks like a bowling ball with some chicken legs on it. <laughs> so Does he hanker for a hunk of cheese? Uh, I, I, I th- well, I think he's God just- God damn it, you forgot to remind me to ask you about Wisconsin. Uh, well, after I, I just got I just got a couple more of these. I'm going to write it can, down. Then you can ask me about Wisconsin. <laughs> no reason to go to Macy's anymore. Stuff was always cheaper at Walmart anyway. Oh, jeez. Being that these stores- Walmart's open on Sunday! <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> Being the one store that I respected for following the Lord's day, ninety percent of what Macy's was doing for it. That was what what had Macy's had going for it. Wait, ninety percent of what the whole grocery store had going, going for, for it, it was, was the fact that it was closed, closed on Sundays? Sundays. Yes. The best so, part so, about this store is that I can't shop there. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> the 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 yeah. Ninety percent of the things I like about this is that when I'm off work, they're closed. <laughs> what a fucking moron! <laughs> no one honors the Sabbath or the holy day day anymore, or that everyone needs a day off of rest. All the Jews in the audience yeah. are just shaking their heads. <laughs> just shows you how greed and money rule the world. Some so yarmulkes went flying. Oh, very sad. <laughs> oh, man. They are taking uh, <laughs> tips from Trump tweets for that. Yeah. What did, what did you say in there? Oh, uh, I was just imagining yarmulkes flying because they're shaking their heads. <laughs> so well, I mean, it's, it's the people that are always saying, they're like, well, you need a day of rest. I'm like, motherfucker. Some people are off like Tuesdays and Wednesdays. People still work a normal nine to five, five days a week. It doesn't, not everybody has the same, like, Saturday, Sunday off. No. Yeah. Yeah, Fuck everybody who has to work on Sunday. Yeah. 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 I always honored Macy's for keeping the Sabbath day holy. And it's not just a Mormon thing. Moses gave them the Ten Commandments, and this has been a commandment since the beginning of time. Except for it's a Saturday. Yeah. When you go back that far, you fucking income <laughs> poop and that's what so in that like th- that guy had a whole shitload of people coming at him on that one and that's what they kept pointing out like no it's the sabbath day was not fucking sunday it's a jewish holiday it's a jewish thing and it was from uh sun sundown on on friday till sundown on saturday yeah that so. was the fucking holy time mm-hmm. not sunday you're nope. making that shit up and the calendar starts on sunday that's day mm-hmm. one yeah, yeah right right that's <laughs> yeah. day one yeah saturday's the end of the calendar so, yeah, it's just funny how people are so fucking upset. They're not going to shop there anymore because they're open on Sundays. Fine. Don't yeah. fucking shop there. Yeah. It's like you don't have to. Everybody else who is happy that it's open on Sunday will be happy that you're not fucking yeah. there. But the thing the thing that's that that bugs me about it is that it's not the fact it's not the fact that they're going to be open on Sunday as much as it is the fact that they're changing. Yeah. Because even then there, the guy admitted that Walmart's better. Well, so then you go to, and they're open on Sunday. On every single location yep. is open every single Sunday, and well, you don't have a problem with that. You only had a problem with the fact that Macy changed. changed. Yeah. It's like your gas stations. Who cares? You go to a gas station. Guess yeah. what? Yeah. They're open seven days a week. Some are open like yeah. 24 hours. They never give those workers times off. Those and, workers are there 24 hours a day, seven days a week, same person. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and, and the funny thing is, too, like most Mormons- 
only follow that rule when it's convenient, obviously. I mean, this yeah. is like any Christian, but when when you get Mormons on a vacation or something, they don't care no. what fucking day or, it is. No. I, they, they don't care. They don't care about any of that. But, it's only when it's easy, and well, then they can be holier than thou. But and how yeah. often have you been anywhere on a Sunday, and you see all the fucking Mormons Mormon leaving church yeah. and going to yeah, the Yeah, I see them store. shopping in their suit yeah. and tie yeah. all the time. And every I, fucking and, Sunday. And I judge the hell out of them every time I see that. <laughs> well, like, you motherfucker, get out of you. This is supposed to be my day <laughs> that's what i, I don't want to fight you for this stuff <laughs> I, I i loved one guy who pointed out it goes go down to salt lake city on conference weekend and go to the restaurants oh yeah yeah oh yeah see it's how like, many mormons bullshit, are out there the you don't fucking go shopping and go to restaurants on yeah. sunday yeah. oh yeah filled with you guys on during fucking conference weekend every fucking sunday yep yeah. yep so this is all just this is all just it's, it's just people saving face bullshit that they're doing nothing no they get to go on there and everyone else can and they say oh everyone's gonna see how good of a mormon i am by yeah. defending this publicly even though they don't do any of it and my i, I think i even commented on there to go i get off work on sunday it would be nice for me to have more of a selection of places to go fucking grocery shopping on Sunday and not to worry about every place in the state being closed mm-hmm. when I get off work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sundays are my favorite day to wear atheist gear around mm-hmm. anywhere. Oh, I, dude, I would wear like like a satanic temple t-shirt and there's a church. So I was blaring Metallica on the way home with all my windows open <laughs> as I was passing by the Mormon church next to my house. I'm like, fuck yeah. Hell's love- bells. I love going to restaurants, That's grocery ACDC. shopping. No, it was one of those bells. something. Hell's something from a... Hell's bells is ACDC. It is. Yeah, but whatever. Or it could have been that. It was. It was from that Metallica album where they were doing the uh, with the orchestra. Oh, I can't remember the name of the song though. It had. To, it starts uh, off with the bells. Oh, for when the bell tolls. Mm. For whom the bell tolls. For whom the bell tolls. That's the one. <laughs> for for when the bell tolls. Yeah. No one knows. <laughs> <It's> no. Like, <laughs> they didn't tell me. It's like almost like a Yoda, like saying it backwards, or like, or like almost like a Jewish thing. For when I'm, the bell tolls. <laughs> I'm a natural Yoda. <laughs> All right. So let, let's what's what's the Wisconsin thing? Oh, so <laughs> all right. So so toward the end of the Pride Festival, I'm standing in the booth, and it just it it smelled like stinky fucking cheese. Okay, like the <laughs> the whole area at the amphitheater just smelled like stinky cheese, and I turned to Jesse and I'm like, dude, it smells like cheese, <laughs> and he he stops for a minute and he takes a smell and he's like, yeah, dude, it smells like Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> and I giggled a little bit and he's like, no, no, it smells like the Wisconsin airport. <laughs> <laughs> well, that he might not be far off because there's like cheese curds and cheese everywhere in the airport. Is there? Oh, yeah. Like, cause che- like when I go back home, people always ask me, bring back some fresh squeaky cheese curds. Uh-huh. And in order for squeaky cheese curds to really be fresh. I mean, they can't be like a week old. Like you can't just go there and go get them and then yeah. come back. It's like, well, I mean, so, so you get them at the airport. So they sell all that shit at the airport. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! I thought he was kidding. <laughs> so no, I, I mean, that's why I was like, I have to ask you about Wisconsin. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, so but as far as the state smelling like cheese, no, it smells. I mean, it's a like like the outdoors, like yeah. Like like camping sometimes, like yeah, well, it's, it's the it's, green. It's one of the fresher smelling states. Like the, around yeah, that see all the to. pine trees and all the trees around, so it, it has that nice tree smell. So he was so he was double correct in he, in yeah. stopping and saying no no, the Wisconsin airport it smells like the Wisconsin airport. Yeah, I I would say he's probably not incorrect at all. <laughs> I mean, I haven't been through the Milwaukee airport 
in a long time. But yeah. Well, you yeah. usually drive out there, don't you? I usually drive over it's the winter time. The last time I flew home in the winter, I flew to closer to where my parents are at, so they have to hmm. drive as far in the winter to get me. Hmm. Well, that's awesome. I, I I wasn't sure if that was a real thing or not, but we have a real Wisconsinite yeah, here. Yeah, I mean. To let us know that, yes, indeed. There's Yeah, there's the plenty of cheese. smells like fucking cheese. <laughs> well, then every restaurant you go to, there's going to be cheese on the everything on the menu, whether it's fried cheese curds well, or just cheese you, curds. It's because or, you're known for that, right? Yeah. Like, people want cheese. Yeah. And especially when it's fresh Wisconsin squeaky cheese curds. <laughs> <laughs> well, what else have you got, Matt? Uh, I got a quick little two-parter. They kind of dovetail. Okay. <clears throat> of all the strange things in a very unusual conversation be between Toronto Dump and Malcolm Turnbull, the internet has crowned just one to be the day's meme-in-chief. Oh, uh, yeah. A newly published transcript of the phone call between Pre uh, President Troll and the Australian Prime Minister shows the pair discussing a deal made under the Obama administration to resettle to the to sorry to resettle to the US more than a thousand refugees currently held in Australia's offshore detention center. It's a deal that Trump is not happy with, and he made it clear uh during what was an awkward and combative phone conversation back in January. <laughs> this is a good one. Trump said the refugees, who are mostly from Iran, Sudan, Afghanistan, and Pakistan, would go on to be the next Boston bombers. Oh jeez. Which Turnbull pointed out was unlikely since the Boston bombers came from Russia. Well, and they were, they were they were born in the U.S., weren't they? But they had family from Russia because uh, they were they were they were natural they were citizens of the U.S. Yeah, I think they were from one of the former Soviet Union countries, like Chechnya or something like that, weren't they? I thought I thought they were like the parents were, maybe, but they were born but, here. I can't remember. But I thought they were naturalized yeah. citizens. Anyway, it's nowhere near yeah. the. I mean, it's none of the countries that we're that yeah we're talking yeah, about yeah. Uh, and as the usual, Sarnayev brothers, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, as usual, facts don't matter to America's new dictator, and uh, Trump is stalling the deal. Get it? <laughs> Get it? <Stop. laughs> uh, I hate taking these people. These people? Yep. <laughs> I guarantee you are there. I guarantee you they are bad. He said. Guarantee you. Do you want to know how he knows that? How, how many things has Trump guaranteed? <laughs> um, he guaranteed his steak. Uh, his steaks, his vodka, his casinos. Sure. But do you know how he knows they're bad? No. How? Because they're in prison right now. <laughs> what? Does he think that they're that they're sending prisoners over to the U.S.? Yeah. They're all in detention centers um, in Australia. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So uh, they are not going to be wonderful people who can go on and work for the local milk people. <laughs> local what? milk people does that mean just like white people he's like hey these white people won't hire these people i have no idea nobody knows what it means but there's a bunch of twitter speculation so here are a few uh oh uh asterisk steps away from twitter for literally two seconds what the hell are local milk milk people <laughs> uh i was asleep for a few hours is local milk people trump's way of referring to women oh. <laughs> uh uh, another one. I take kafefe with milk. Please, no <laughs> sugar, people. <laughs> Look at these immigrants who went on to work for the local milk people. Uh, local milk people needs to be a band. Stat. Our first <laughs> album will be titled "We Are the Two Percent." <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Uh, look at this sad local milk person. He's sad because refugees are not wonderful people who will go on to work for the local milk people. Um, <laughs> uh, Milk people is a stunningly accurate description of Trump's base, though. Oh. <laughs> Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to be local milk people. <laughs> I dream of a world in which the local milk people unite with the local cookie people. <laughs> How good a person are you on a scale from refugee to works for the local milk people? <laughs> I, just, I just imagine Donald Trump living like he's got all his little like toys, his little figurines, and he's playing. And you're like... That's what he calls workers, my milk people. <laughs> and probably my favorite, why do I suspect that local milk, pe milk people didn't include any chocolate milk people? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, oh man, I, I read something last week that said that something like 30% of Americans think that uh, chocolate milk comes from brown cows. Yeah, oh, I've heard great. that too before, and I'm like, you dumb motherfuckers. <laughs> that same 30% is the 30% that Trump's fucking holding on to right <laughs> now. Yep. Yeah, they're the they're the 26% who still give him uh, a positive rating. Yeah. And real quick, while we're talking about Trump and his fucking shit, I have figured it out. What? I have a formula that generates Trump oh, tweets. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, you, were saying, you, you mentioned this pre-show. Okay, here's what you have to do. I, I did it by opening a bunch of different tabs okay. in Google and okay. having them all set to the, the hey, appropriate Google Translates. Okay. Matt learned how to computer this week. <laughs> so what you have to do Multiple is- Multiple tabs even. I know. Start, what? What you do is you start with an eloquent tweet and uh, Obama is a perfect choice. Yes. And step one is to copy that tweet Translate it into Hawaiian, which is, of course, where Obama was born. Uh. Then from Hawaiian to Swahili, the language of Kenya, where Obama was really born. Yes. Uh. And then from Swahili to Arabic, because he's a Muslim. Yes. <laughs> and back to English. <laughs> and, Do you have uh, any examples? I have this? some examples. Oh, nice. <laughs> <clears throat> Here is, I'm going to do my best at this. Okay. Here's the Obama tweet. Okay. I'm still asking you to believe. Not in my ability to bring about change, but in yours. I believe in change because I believe in you. And the Trump translation, I literally, I exercise lucky. You think in, I could make a difference, but in you, I think change because I think so. <laughs> <laughs> that does work! <laughs> uh, this needs to be a Reddit page. <laughs> that made me snort. <laughs> uh, here's another Obama tweet. In honor of their legacy, at Flotus and I are joining Americans across the country in a day of service to our community here in D.C. Uh, Hashtag MLK Day. What is Flotus going to turn into? <laughs> uh, here's the Trump. In honor of their heritage, Flotus met Americans in a poem. In the future work of our community in D.C. MLK Day. <laughs> um, today, we honor those who are leading the fight against HIV AIDS. Because of them, an AIDS-free generation is now within our reach. Oh, no. <laughs> today, thanks to the lead in the fight against HIV AIDS, for them service, no generation time in our units. <laughs> uh, 
I've got, I've got a couple more. Uh, <laughs> we don't have to do them all, though. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, no, these are funny. Yeah, I'm digging them. <laughs> One thing I've learned from my time abroad as president, young people will shape our future long after their leaders leave the world stage. Something I learned from my time looking, ab- looking abroad with the president, the young are behind their leader, leaving the world to organize our future. <laughs> and so this, they're they're doing it from heaven, then? <laughs> I guess. Leaving the world to organize our future. This one might is probably my favorite one. It's the last one. The suits said it all. Colorful, fun, a little outlandish. That's what sports should be. Thanks, Craig Sager. We'll all miss you. <laughs> Riot said that, Lou. Fun. A bit strange. The bottom of the sound. Thank you, Craig Sager. Google miss you. (laughs) (laughs) Google miss you? (laughs) And what does bottom of the sound even mean? I don't know. But that's how you generate Trump tweets if you're interested, if you want to make them on your own. That's that's awesome. Send us your best. Yeah, send us your best. Yeah, go go out and make your own Trump tweets and send them to us. I'm sure they will be delightful. <laughs> be a lot of fun, yeah. <laughs> so it's 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 Hawaiian, mm-hmm. Swahili, and then uh, what was the last one? Yeah, you have to go English to Hawaiian, yeah. Hawaiian to Swahili, Swahili to Arabic, Ar- Arabic to English. There we go. And you should have it. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I noticed is a lot of the Hawaiian words don't make it through from Swahili through Arabic, so you end up with random Hawaiian words somewhere in the middle of that, which actually works out because Kofefe could be Hawaiian. I don't know <laughs> True. if it was with a K, but. <laughs> So yeah, go out, go out and make your own Trump tweets and send them to us at godlessrevolution at gmail.com. Or post them right to our Facebook page. Yeah. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. I look forward to seeing some of those. <laughs> My name is Dr. Karen Garst. I am the author of Women Beyond Belief, Discovering Life Without Religion. I also have a blog at www.faithlessfeminist.com. You can find me on Facebook at Faithless Feminist. And Twitter, I'm at Karen underscore Garst. And you are listening to The Godless Revolution. The offer of certainty, the offer of complete security, the offer of an impermeable faith that can't give way is an offer of something not worth having. I want to live my life taking the risk all the time that I don't know anything like enough yet, that I haven't understood enough, that I can't know enough, that I'm always hungrily operating on the, on the margins of, of a potentially great harvest of future knowledge and wisdom. I wouldn't have it any other way. So I was kind of thinking this week that there's not really, the, the atheist culture is kind of small, always has been throughout humanity, mm-hmm. but religious cultures always had sort of a stranglehold on the arts and those kinds of things. So yeah. yeah, that's where a lot of art comes from, yeah. for sure. So I've decided to revise a, have you guys heard of the Footprints in the Sand? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ubiquitous Christian. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's one I carried you, my son. Right. So yeah. I've I've decided to revise that and make hey, it Hey, Jesus, something... what the fuck? There's only one <laughs> set of footsteps when shit was really hard, man. <laughs> yeah. So. So you've revised it. Mm-hmm. And it's called... Big footprints in the sand. (laughs) (laughs) One night I dreamed I was walking along the beach with Bigfoot. Many scenes from my life flashed across the sky. 
In each scene, I noticed footprints in the sand. Sometimes there were two sets of footprints, other times only one. This bothered me because I noticed that during the low periods of my life, when I was suffering from anguish, sorrow, or defeat, I could only see one set of footprints. So I asked Bigfoot, Why, when I needed you most, have you not been there for me? Bigfoot replied, <laughs> The end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Are you okay, dude? <laughs> you could probably, you could probably cut the music now. I think. <laughs> No, because that music goes really well with Dan's laughing. Wait, wait, he's still laughing. He's still laughing. Oh, yeah, pause. I was not <laughs> expecting that. I was not expecting that at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, not exactly funny, but a uh, little bit of a misdirection. And uh, we're going to take a break here for a second while Dan collects himself. <laughs> Hi, this is Yvette Dontremont, a.k.a. The Cybabe, and you're listening to Godless Revolution. You can find me at Cybabe.com, at my Twitter account, at The Cybabe, and if you've hunt really hard, you can find me at Pornhub. I dare you. Next up, Gorilla Enclosure. Gorilla Enclosure. Tragedy always brings the internet together, and nothing was more tragic online than the Harambe incident. Rest in peace, Harambe. Tear off God's dick and arms. <laughs> Rejoining the Godless Revolution podcast now. What else you got, Matthew? Um, I had that viral thing that probably everyone's seen but aids mm -hmm. herpes yeah. yeah yeah got the herp uh u.s space agency nasa raised plenty of eyebrows when it announced last week that it was looking for a new planetary protection officer the job which conj conjures up images of superheroes fighting little green men is primarily focused on preventing astro astronauts bringing biological contaminants back to earth from outer space or from space and vice versa but at least one standout applicant for the job saw things somewhat differently, as you'll hear in the following application letter. <laughs> Dear NASA, my name is Jack Davis, and I would like to apply for the planetary protection officer job. I may be nine, but I think I would be fit for the job. <laughs> <laughs> one of the reasons is my sister says I'm an alien. Also, I have seen almost all the space and alien movies I can see. I have also seen the show Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and hope to see the movie Men in Black. I'm great at video games. I'm young, so I can learn to think like an alien. <laughs> sincerely, sincerely, Jack Davis, Guardian of the Galaxy, fourth grade. Hired. Uh, Good job, Jack. <laughs> NASA's planetary division boss, James L. Green, 
wrote back to Jack and congratulated him on the application and giving and giving him some more insight into the planetary protection officer position. I think that would be Captain Jack. <laughs> Indeed. It's about protecting Earth from tiny microbes uh, when we bring back samples from the moon, asteroids, and Mars. It's about protecting our planets and moons, moons from our germs as we responsibly explore the solar system, he wrote. Mr. Green urged the aspiring spaceman to study hard and do well in school so he could one day join the space agency. So that's a kind of a cool... Yeah, and I think it's really cool that NASA took the time to actually write the kid back. Yeah, and, and inspiring more... Yeah. More hope and excitement and, for oh, yeah. space and exploration science. Yeah. Maybe the kid will. I mean, it'd be badass if, like, you know, 30 years from now, we hear about this kid. It was working for the space agency and had written a letter in when he was nine years old mm -hmm. to uh, take up this job. And getting a letter back from NASA inspired him to actually look into uh, these kind of fields of education and actually learn the shit. Yeah, that would be cool. You said, you said fields of education, and yeah. for some reason I'm thinking about like a big field with Bigfoot big walking through it. <laughs> just, just a big field with education, education in it. It's true. Um, that, I mean, Look at my fields of education. You do have to plant the seeds, though. <laughs> oh, very good. Very good. <laughs> so <clears throat> maybe, this, maybe this will make me so I'm not so giggly. Uh, Pope, Pope Fluffy. Does not like the trans people, apparently. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I thought he wasn't a dick bag. Just a, a dick. Yeah. In a break from his break from the Trump administration, yeah. Pope Fluffy decided to align himself directly with the Orange Cheeto by saying that today in schools they're teaching this to children. To children! That everyone can choose their gender. He said, apparently, in a closed-door meeting with Catholic bishops last week. Francis added that the increased visibility of trans people is due to ideological colonizing through textbooks financed by wealthy people and institutions in very influential countries, which he believes is terrible. So he's talking about the Bible right there, right? Uh, what? People putting up books that are very influential and rich and- mm. Live in gilded houses. Yeah. Wear yeah. robes. Yeah. yeah, he's talking about Bibles. You know, they spread them all over the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. He also quoted his predecessor, Pope Benny XVI. Speaking with Pope Benedict, who is well and has a clear mind, he was telling me, Holiness, this is the epic of sin against God the Creator. He's intelligent. God created man and woman. God created the world this way, this way, this way. And we are doing the opposite. <laughs> Pope Francis is seen by many as progressive in terms of acceptance of the LGBTQ community after saying the church should apologize to gay people in June, but clearly these sentiments have a breaking point. Yeah, it's, he's friendly to LGBTQ. Yeah, yeah. he apparently he, he forgot the T the part of it, yeah. Kelsey Louie, CEO of Gay Men's Health Crisis, said he was saddened and disturbed by the Pope's remarks. He added, Our children deserve to know that, of course, they have the right to choose, and GMHC applauds all schools that teach, that teach students not to oppress who they are, but instead live, li live the life as the gender they most identify with. Mr. Louis also noted that in the wake of the mass shooting at Pulse nightclub in Orlando, what we need now is for our world leaders to spread messages of tolerance and acceptance versus the usual derisiveness and hate spewed from religion. the Catholic Church yeah. and religion in general. Yeah. So, again, fuck, fuck the Pope. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, double fuck the Pope. 
<laughs> and, I, and I say we need to work on the tolerance thing first. It's hard to get everybody to accept someone else. Yeah. But at least tolerance. Yeah, the differences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To realize, okay, there's a difference. That person's that way. Yeah, maybe I don't fucking like yeah, it. Yeah, whatever. But whatever. Mm. Right. You're uh, different than me, and that scares me, and so I hate you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I'm like, I'm, the acceptance thing is something I'm like, you know what? You can't ex- force anyone to accept anything. If only there was a widespread book that had teachings like love thy neighbor and turn the other cheek and stuff like that that they could grab onto. Mm-hmm. So fervently as they do the the books oh wait if only yeah that would be strange speaking of religions and doing shitty things and junk and stuff to the lgbtq community (laughs) (laughs) did you did you turn to me for that i did i was was waiting for it right as i leaned back you whipped around and i was kind of scared me and gave me a sort of a timid one there i was like wait what am i doing wrong what's going on don't do it (laughs) Oh, man, now I'm coughing from laughing so hard earlier. But uh, the Alabama Baptist Convention says that it is saddened to that it is saddened that a college voted to affirm the recognition of a student group that identifies with values contrary to biblical teachings on sexuality and refused a three million dollar donation from the Baptist Convention. Hmm. Of course, this three million three million dollars had a. Had a had a caveat tied oh, to it. Oh yeah, absolutely. A stipulation that said, "We'll give you this three million dollars if you decide that you will shut down your LGBT student group." Yeah, religions don't give gifts. They don't do charity. What they do is they pay people to to behave like they want them to. Yeah, Samford University, a Christian institution founded by Alabama Baptists. <clears throat> declined a donation offered by state churches on the condition the group was stopped from forming. Earlier this year, students applied for permission to form Samford together. I'm sorry. Earlier this year, students applied for permission to form Samford. Jesus. Kill the frog. Samford together to provide a forum for students who want to discuss topics relating to sexual orientation and gender identity in an open-minded and accepting environment. And of course... The Christians could not have that happening. Mm-mm. No way. We don't want an open-minded and accepting environment. We want a closed-minded and hateful environment. One we can control. We'll give you $3 million if you can make that happen. But, thankfully, the university decided, no, go fuck yourself. People are people. We want people to be free to engage in supportive groups. And so they told them to take their $3 million and... Shove it where Jesus will never look. And the, for the PR side of this for them, they might get other groups giving them more than that $3 million mm-hmm. they would have gotten from this yeah. bigoted group. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Even though the church school might still have bigoted views. Yeah. I mean, we, I, I don't know much about the school, about their past, what they've done before. I mean, I don't know if they're, it sounds like they might be a little more progressive. As far as well, it is a social issues. It is a Christian school, so there are some limits as to. Well, that's, that's why. That's why. That's why I said be, with but, yeah. social yeah. issues, nothing to do with the sciences or anything. But yeah, you have more stuff, Matt. I do. Okay. Uh, actually, I'm going to do this one because I think it dovetails nicely into that story we just did. Okay, we'll dovetail the shit out of it. Ish. <laughs> uh. Hypocritical Christians scorn science when it makes them feel icky. 
but are happy to accept it when it supports their book. In such a case, DNA research is shining new light on the biblical and real-life Canaanite civilization, uh, which existed thousands of years ago in the Middle East. Did you see this story? Is this the one where they said they found DNA of the Canaanites? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. What was that noise? It, what? <laughs> that, that was a... That was a uh, yeah, okay. But, okay. But kind of stifled by a cough, kind of. Oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> The ancient, the ancient civilization, which created the first alphabet and is mentioned frequently in the Bible, has long fascinated historians. Live Science reports that because the Canaanites kept their, prayer, they kept their rep- records on papyrus rather than clay, relatively little is known about them. Well, papyrus and the whole God commanding the Jews to murder them to extinction thing, but either way, they're gone. Uh, now, however, scientists have found a genetic trail back to the Canaanites, Canaanites' ancient world. By sequencing the genomes. No, genomes are not little troll elf things that like hip hop. <laughs> they sequenced five Canaanites that lived 4,000. Genome. <laughs> <laughs> they sequenced five Canaanites that lived 4,000 years ago with genomes from 99 people living in modern day Lebanon. Researchers identified a strong genetic link to the mysterious civilization. Guess God forgot to tell the Israelites to bleach the crime scene. <laughs> the results su- the results surprised the scientists whose work was supported by UK biomedical research charity the Wellcome Trust. Uh in light of the enormously complex history of this region in the last few millennia, it was quite surprising that over 90% of the genetic ancestry of present-day Lebanese was derived from the Canaanites. In addition to the ancient Canaanite DNA, the analysis of genomes from the modern-day Lebanese people also showed a small proportion a small proportion of Eurasian ancestry that may have come from conquests by uh, the Assyrians. Hey! <laughs> the Assyrians, uh, oh. Persians, or Macedonians, according to experts. The researchers also discovered that the ancient Canaanites were a mixture of local people who settled in farming villages during the Neolithic period and Eastern migrants who arrived about 5,000 years ago. Those evil bastards just settling. <laughs> yeah. Easy to understand why a genocide was necessary. Um, using ancient DNA, we show for the first time who were genetically the ancient Canaanites, how they were related to other ancient populations, and what their fate was. Our work shows the power of genetics in filling gaps in human history when the historical records are absent or scarce. Uh, the results complement biblical accounts of the Canaanites. Um, I mean, only in the sense that the people who wrote the Bible knew about the Canaanites. Uh, while the Israelites are commanded to utterly destroy the Canaanites in Deuteronomy 20, 16 through 18, uh, Judges 1 describes the survival of, the, of a number of Canaanite communities. So I guess disobedience is tolerated better if you're slightly more Jewy. Because uh. <laughs> <laughs> they clearly mm. didn't do it. Uh, Canaanites once lived... In what we now recognize as Israel, the Palestinian territories, Lebanon, Syria, and Jordan. The remains of the five ancient Canaanites studied as part of the DNA research were recovered in the modern-day Lebanese city of Sidon. See, now, I I, I don't think you can call them Canaanites. Okay. Just because, you know, with the genome, they found a group of people that have a genetic marker in there that is unique to that area. Doesn't make them Canaanites. Just means, well, these fuckers didn't fucking move on like everyone else did. <laughs> here's here's a group of people that fucking left Africa and stopped here. 
That's this why is, this is apologetics from Ryan Duffy. <laughs> <laughs> right, but if you <clears throat> if you had let's say mummies from Egypt, yeah, and you got DNA from those from four of those mummies, and then you tested mummy, <laughs> and then you tested people around the area, and you found a high concentration of people who had those same genetic markers as the mummies who were living, say, just across the Red Sea. Mm-hmm. Mummies are dead, Matt. Then. That, then you could say that those people are like are likely the well, yeah the awesome. descendants. No, I, I, I guess what I'm people. saying is, just because you found these people in that area doesn't mean the biblical stories are true. Well, no, of course not. But but it sounds that's what like people are trying to say now. Well, hey, so, the I mean, Bible's true. The yes, Bible's true. Look some at people will. Them. Yeah, some people will say that. And that, mean, that that's where I was going with it. Like you can't say the Bible's true because you found these people with this genetic mark in that area that exists only in right. that area. No, of course. Because that but happens still, all over the fucking you world. You can still call them Canaanites, though. I mean, just in the same way that the Bible talks about the Arabs or the yeah. I, I guess I, was, I guess I should have been more elaborate. Yeah. That you can't say that's the the actual literal biblical Canaanites that were described in the stories are hundred percent accurate. That you know, yeah. I guess that's the way I was going. No, I, I mean, I, believe me, I think the Bible's bullshit too. I guess it's kind of like. When <laughs> <laughs> you, when you, I guess because they they still even call like the genetic markers from. Uh, Africa, you know, this is Eve because it's the oldest genetic marker we can find. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not literally Eve. It's just that's, I guess, the common terminology we use for the first female. And I wish they wouldn't. Yeah. Well, yeah, when they stretch it back as far as they can and can say, and go, well, well, she's... The genetic Eve because yeah. everyone knows the story of that, so we're making it something everybody can understand. Yep. Hi, this is Megan Kennedy. I'm a speaker with the Satanic Temple. You can find me on Twitter at Six Moments, and you're listening to The Godless Revolution. We're going to take it, and we're going to take it hard, and we're going to take it strong, and I will work with overwhelming force. Everything in the butt. Hey. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. We haven't done any audio or anything yet tonight. No. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think this might be the only audio thing we have apart from perhaps something during the Patreon portion of the show. Uh, But this is a Georgia mayor threatens to arrest a blogger over In God We Trust on the back of their patrol cars. Which is bullshit anyway. I mean, yeah, it's our national motto. It shouldn't be. But yeah, it shouldn't. It absolutely should e, not be. E pluribus unum should be our national motto. And the this mayor uh, is trying to say, well, you know, it's it's our national motto, so that's why we put it on there. It, it really has no other significance yeah. than that. And it's like, bullshit. dude, you're so fucking full of shit. If it had no other significance, then why bother putting it yeah. on yeah. the fucking yeah. things then in the first you, yeah, place? Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, if it doesn't mean anything. East of Atlanta says he threatened to arrest a blogger after they disagreed over a slogan emblazoned on the city's police cars. And this slogan states, in God we trust. The blogger is an atheist. Eleven Alive's Doug Richards paid a visit to Grovetown, east of Atlanta today. This is more than a story about the separation of church and state. It's also a story about how disagreements over that concept can get very overheated, especially in a small Georgia town. I don't think it's a statement. Mayor Gary Jones spearheaded the move to emblazon In God We Trust on the rear bumpers of Grovetown's police cars. Just feel like it's a national motto that, you know, has been accepted uh, in the courts back in the 50s. It's Yeah, Yeah. back in the 50s, 50s. 
They they put, during the Red Scare. Yeah, during the Red Scare, they put in God we trust on our money. Yeah, when they our national when motto. they changed our national motto. Yeah, when they changed the Pledge of Allegiance. Right. Everybody was so, afraid of big bad Russia. So yeah. if you want to make an uh, an argument from tradition, you failed, because not only is that a fallacy, but also e pluribus unum was a much longer and yeah. older tradition than in God we trust. And came so, from our founding fathers. Mm-hmm. No, I don't believe it. They're all Christians. <laughs> it, uh, in the courts back in the 50s. And- it, it's just an, an egregious affront to separation of church and state. And it drew the ire of RJ, a Grovetown atheist who has declined to give his name for fear of reprisal. RJ- well, yeah, in Georgia, he's in the Bible Belt. I'm yeah. sure there's going to be some fucking redneck his- dipshit who's going to, you can't tell me that I can't have God on my car. Yeah, someone just like the fucking mayor. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you, I'm going to go firebomb your house. Grovetown atheist who has declined to give his name for fear of reprisal. RJ complained to Mayor Jones about the slogans on the bumper. I thought he was really disrespectful and dismissive and derisive of my, my input. Um, and I, uh, I, I insulted him a little bit. At the- <laughs> <laughs> and I insulted him a little bit. I wonder what he said. Yeah. Uh, well, he tells us what he said. Does he? Yeah. But I don't, I don't think insulting a person is 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 a uh, an arrestable offense. It's not. We have freedom of speech. Yeah. yeah. At that point, R.J. says Mayor Jones threatened to have him arrested. It all falls under the Georgia Criminal Code. That you can't say bad things to the mayor is that part of the Georgia Criminal Code? No, he's yeah. just he's just trying to be slick. What happened was that he he doesn't like an atheist, and he's getting his ego hurt because the kid's calling him names. What's he going to do? He's going to puff out his chest and say, I've got every one of these officers underneath me here, and they'll come fucking get you, you little shit. Yeah. That's what he was doing. Now, My power vested in me, I now declare you arrestable. Yeah, he, he was <laughs> no. just swinging his dick. That's all he was doing. And so now that the media is like, okay, is that well, is that an arrestable offense? Well, you see, it falls under George. Uh, criminal code. It's all You'll notice he doesn't give any specifics. He just well, says it falls under Georgia criminal code. We're That's forgetting it. that this is Governor Richard. So when he calls him Governor Dick, it's really not an offensive thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. He said he called you a jerk. Is yeah. That, is that sufficient to seek a warrant? It shouldn't be. No, no, it is not. Definitely Collins not. Said, called him a jerk. That's it. And the and the mayor doesn't disagree. Like he doesn't say, well, "Oh no, it was far worse." He called me a fucking idiot or anything. He, he like even that. had a smug like laugh slash smile thing when he said that to him. Like, but yeah. he did yeah. nod. He was like, "Yeah, he called me that." Yeah, yeah. yeah he called. Yeah, he, he agrees. Yeah, he called you a jerk, and you're going to arrest him. What a fucking crybaby. Yeah, little snowflake. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't the name calling. It was just the continuation and i didn't want to have any fr- the insolence it wasn't it wasn't the name calling it was just that he i kept, didn't want to talk to him anymore. he kept sending me these messages on the internet and i couldn't find out how to get him to stop on the internet so i said i'm going to arrest him he was not going to respect my authority <laughs> for the contact with him jones and rj say at that point their interaction abruptly halted until R.J. wrote about it online. Now the mayor says he's getting complaints from around the world about the slogan, but he says none from Grovetown. At one from Grovetown, yes, yeah. one from Grovetown. Um, yeah. The original complaint? Not none. 
Yeah. It's non-zero. There's one from Grovetown. So this proves the point of the atheist that he was dismissive of these claims. Mm -hmm. And it shouldn't matter if it's not from in Grovetown. You're still part of the United States. It shouldn't matter. Yeah, it shouldn't matter if there are zero complaints from anywhere because if it's not it's not a good thing to do yeah. to, to, to separate your citizens into categories like that. Realize that a horse has been out of the barn for like 50 years. I mean, it's on your currency and all that stuff. Well, absolutely. And that's exactly what the, uh, the mayor said to me, which is really... You know, we've had slaves for 400 years, yeah, so yeah. why go change that kind of thing? Yep. The horse is out of the barn. Yeah. Just, yeah. The, it's right because that's the way we've always done it. Yeah. So it's correct. So What caused our spat? RJ says he regrets using the unkind words to describe the mayor. The mayor says he has none. In yep. Grovetown, Doug Richards, 11 Alive News. Good well, old could, Christian forgiveness. Uh -huh. I could think of a lot worse words than jerk. I mean, I could have called him a cunty face McCunterson. <laughs> Is that worse? It's kind of funnier. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where I was going with it a little bit. <laughs> and the fact my mom don't like me using the word cunt. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> and as I learned, uh, Dan Morris from Two Skeptical Chaps, does not like using the word cunt either. He does not. What? Not, not, he's, not he, on the podcast, at least. That's what he said. What? Yeah. So next time I'm on there, I'm going to make sure it gets I, really cunty. I, I almost used his Trump voice. <laughs> Not on the podcast, at least. <laughs> what? The voice he... is up here. It's that way down low. Okay? Why doesn't he like... Cause... He said it's like just the one word he doesn't... like. He yeah, he just said not feel on the icky. podcast. Like, yeah. He just doesn't like saying the word he, cunt. He always, even when he's reading quotes, he always stops, pauses, and then he's like, C word. What? Yeah. Uh, I didn't, Which I didn't is weird that. because yeah. that word is used so ca much more casually in, there yeah, than it is, it is yeah. here. Yeah, I just he just doesn't is like. There, maybe is there, it's because his wife is uh is from is Chicago an, and he got his ass whooped. <laughs> <laughs> the way you started that, <laughs> maybe it's because his wife is uh <laughs> not a con. Um, <laughs> I was no. Let's yeah. Let's was, stay way way away from that. I'm not going to say that. I no. was going to say I couldn't remember exactly where from, and so I stumbled for a minute. But yeah, she's well. She's from Chicago, the Midwest, right? so she's probably an awesome woman. Yeah, well, she's from Chicago, yeah. isn't she? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Most um, people from the Midwest are, are way and better. And so than she probably else. doesn't like it. And so, yeah. yeah. And so. So to keep peace at home. <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 no, but uh, are there any words that are flipped? As, like as far like as... That, that we, let's see, that we well, use casu more casually that offend them? Um, like this, like, you know. I don't know. Because they use cunt so sort of a lot more casually than we yeah. do but that's like a big deal over here the problem there's, there's got to be something i just we've never i've never i don't know let us know dan are there any other are there any words yeah that we use that I don't, I don't know i can't think of anything i can't either but i'm not british so i, I mean there's yeah. no there's no question our show is is much more in the gutter than theirs oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're not posh. I tried so. to. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> set him up and knock him down. <laughs> and as long as I'm here, we're going to stay in the gutter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you keep fucking demoting me. <laughs> huh? Hey, they, they they did not listen to my demotion last week. No, they, but. They gave you a double promotion. That's true. I mm. think, I think, I think. We should do and you've promotion. just been floating on air all week long after. after oh yeah, I've been that, right? I've just been absolutely thrilled. <laughs> you are glowing a little more this week. <laughs> That's because Bigfoot makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
That's kind of like my dream scream. <laughs> Do you guys remember that from a year ago or whatever? <laughs> dream scream? No. Oh, well, never mind. Forget Is about that it. Like, I don't know. I know I've told you about it. Like, you know, sometimes when you, when you're like in a dream and you're trying to run away from something and you like, you're like, it's like you're underwater or everything. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, You just can't move fast. Yeah. And like, uh, for some reason, if I try to like verbalize or vocalize anything in a stress dream, that's how it's always just the same. It's always, that's it. That's all it does. I don't know why I can't, (laughs) I can't do anything else with my voice in my dream. I don't know why. So when I hear that, I'm like, oh, I'm asleep. All right. I'll just wake up real quick. Turn into a caveman. Yeah. Well, we might have, because of Jesus Christ. (laughs) Because of Jesus Christ. (laughs) Well, because you said that, and it made me think of something I do, I might have mentioned it on the same episode because it probably went something along the same lines. But when I'm first, like, nodding off, when I first start drifting off to sleep, I often make a sound, like I moan. Oh, yeah, you you did talk about this. Yeah, so... As I'm as I'm drifting off to sleep, most of the time I'll go. <laughs> I mean, that just sounds like an old man. And it's, and it's that period of like you're you're just barely awake to being totally asleep. It's that just tiny little sliver of time in there. Mm-hmm. And I've done that way too many times at like the doctor's office waiting <laughs> for an appointment or whatever. Like he's dying. When I'm like, <laughs> get him in here now. <laughs> when I'm tired sitting in the waiting room. You know, sitting back in their chairs with my head leaned up against the wall and I'll wake myself up because I make that noise. Like it's loud (laughs) enough that I hear it and it wakes me up. So I'm sitting in the doctor's office, (laughs) falling asleep and go, (laughs) and it wakes me up and I look around and like. I mean, it is pretty unnerving. And like, yeah. It's (laughs) kind of like an agonal breath. Like a dying breath. Giant fat man who looks like he's. (laughs) He may be sleeping, but apparently is dying, is making this sound, and everybody in the office is, like, staring at me, and I just usually give him a little wave. Sorry. I'm just falling asleep. <laughs> just, it's just something I do. Yeah, it's my just thing. what I do. It's my thing. I'll be here probably again in six months, and if you're here, we'll we'll go through this again. <laughs> I, I wake up in my sleep all the time, like, punching the wall or punching my pillow or... um. Punching I, Tracy. I think I, I think I punched Tracy once. I've kicked her a couple times, but the last time, like when I so when I was dating Danielle before Tracy, uh, one night I had a dream that I was riding a motorcycle and we were on the road and approaching like a like a tunnel through a little hill. Okay, and I'm looking down the road and. I can see that there's like wolves coming down the little hill from like on top of the hill down toward the road where I'm driving toward it. And as we get closer to it, the wolves start like chasing after me and trying to attack the bike. So I'm trying to kick them away. And I'm just like fucking rapid fire ninja kicking the (laughs) shit out of her while she's asleep. (laughs) She she woke up all pissed off at me like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. Got to protecting you from wolves, man. Quit complaining. Well, and, and animals do the same thing. Like when you see like a sleeping yeah. dog, and it's like running on the ground, but yeah. it's sleeping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Oliver twitches a lot. This is Mithrin, author of the ABCs of Science and Mormonism, as well as I should start a cult. And you're listening to the Godless Revolution. How you doing? Well, well, well. It ain't, 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 it ain't,
You fellas met Reg? There's quite a hairdo you got going there, Reg. You don't have a neo-skunk thing? Or... Roman, what are you doing? Well, he's got the hair. Well, you don't have to say anything. His hair turned white because lightning hit him. He's been struck by lightning. How many times is it now, Reg? Six. Six times. Six, 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 times. Sixty-six times. God, that's gotta hurt. Yeah, you'll never meet a guy more tuned into the barometric pressure than Reg is. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! All right, Matt, you got a couple more things for us? I do. A Harvard-educated dipshit economist (laughs) (laughs) who's who's mayor of Buenos Aires, Argentina, said that I thought uh, you were going to say it's Ted Cruz. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, of the or same George class. George Bush. <laughs> right. He was Yale, wasn't he? Uh, I don't even probably. He was one of those Ivy League yeah. something-somethings. Uh, anyway, he said that human beings and dinosaurs lived in the same era and fought one another. Oh, were there, like, human versus dinosaur mm. wars? Yep. I mean, to make a good TV show, I'm surprised Fox News hasn't picked that up, or Fox <laughs> hasn't picked that up. Though I guess if they're... I guess if humans and dinosaurs are coexisting, the 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 fighting part's sort of a given. When dinosaurs go wild, <laughs> I don't know if I want to fight one. I'd be running my ass away. Oh, it 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 gets better. He'll talk about some stuff okay. that is totally fucking stupid. Uh, in an in an ad in an address, which <laughs> I was gonna say address. In an address. <laughs> in an address which will have creationists across the globe attempting to high-five one another, Horatio Rodriguez Loretta used a pretty arbitrary example to convey his message, that humans' capacity to organize had turned them into Earth's dominant species. This is a, this is a guy who studied economy, so I don't know what the fuck he'd uh, hmm. He says, quote, when one, when one man fought a dinosaur, <laughs> the dinosaur won. Uh, Harvard. Okay. okay. Five men against a dinosaur. The dinosaur gobbled them up. Oh. Same with 20. But if those 20 organized themselves, they would kill it. This guy went to fucking Harvard. Does he say what kind of dinosaur nope. this is? Yeah. Well, just because he went to Harvard. A, they're, they're dinosaurs. They're just, they're, they're predators. Any of them. Any, any dinosaur is the same story with all, with all them dinosaurs. Yeah. He must have had a rich daddy. Yeah, perhaps. Probably. Uh, just in case his audience thought he was conjuring fantastical examples <laughs> as a form of poetic license, the mayor went on to explain that he had learned of the fact uh. from a book he read. Uh. Was it written oh! by? Oh, okay, okay. Well, that makes it true then. <laughs> was it was it written Hurry. by Answers in Genesis? Do the Gideons leave it in hotels and motels? Hurry, somebody give him God is not great while he still <laughs> believes everything he reads. Uh. Yeah, this guy's reason reasoning's on such a shaky foundation. It's like getting a piggyback ride from Michael J. Fox. Mm. <laughs> I like Michael J. Fox. I do too. That was a little below the belt. It's like when people will post the meme and it's and it's just a picture of him shaking my yeah. head. <laughs> <laughs> because of course the fact 
that there is broad scientific consensus that dinosaurs uh, roamed the Earth 60, about 65 million years ago. Uh, anatomically, modern humans only appeared some 200,000 years ago, uh, with the genus Homo dating back some 3 million years or so. Um, Mayor Loretta's day job sees him running a city the size of Malta with a population of almost 3 million. Wow, yeah. 3 million people, this fucking moron. <laughs> That's scary. Uh, yeah. It's a frightening proposition. He shouldn't be in charge of himself, no, let, alone, no, no. let alone three million other people. And he's it's, an economist, not a paleontologist. Yeah, or an anthropologist, yeah. or any of those. Or any kind of ologist. Dinosaurologist. Yeah. Or a biologist. Any, <laughs> yeah. any, any of the relevant fields. That no. you would have studied any of that in, yeah. Fields of education. Yeah. <laughs> what else you got? Big fields. My final thing. Staunchly religious people's minds are dominated by emotion. Uh... Dominated by emotion over analytic thinking. Yeah, I would have guessed that. Says Captain No Shit of, <laughs> of his study. While the atheist is ruled by the analytic network. Thanks, Captain Obvious. <laughs> Religious people or uh, the gullible cling to certain beliefs in the face of evidence because those views are closely tied to their moral compasses and gives them the comfy, cozy, warm fuzzies, new studies have suggested, to the surprise of, well, no one really. <laughs> Uh, dogmatic individuals hold confidently to their demonstrably unfounded faith, even when contradicted by experts, because those beliefs have emotional resonance and other bullshit soft words that don't mean anything. Well, yeah, it's like when Newt Gingrich talked about, well, it doesn't matter what the truth is, it's what people feel yeah. is the truth. Right, yep. Uh, in fact, the firmer they hold to their nonsense in the face of facts, the more favorably it's viewed generally within those circles. Uh, the contrast... In contrast, quote, militant atheists struggle to see anything positive up about religion because there isn't anything. <laughs> oh, wait, uh, because their brains are dominated by analytical thinking, scientists found. Hmm. Or in other words, when religion is scrutinized without adding any magic or feel goods, it's useless. Or in other other words, when religion is scrutinized properly, it's useless. In all the words you need, religion is useless. <laughs> uh, emotional resonance helps religious people to feel more certain. The more moral correctness they see in something, the more they think it affirms their thinking, said Anthony Jack, associate professor of philosophy and co-author of the research. In contrast, and correctly, moral concerns make non-religious people feel less certain. Hmm. I added the correctly bit. <laughs> so nobody thinks I'm taking that from the article. Uh, terrorists within their bubble believe it's, highly, it's a highly moral thing they're doing. They believe they're... Uh, righting wrongs and protecting something sacred, said Mr. Jack. He added Donald Trump's election campaign had been able to appeal to members of its base while ignoring facts by emotionally resonating with people, which is true. Mm -hmm. Still doing it. At the he other just makes me feel like it's okay to be a racist. Yep. <laughs> He's just like me. Yep. <laughs> At the other extreme, despite espousing critical thinking, dogmatic atheists may lack the insight to see anything positive about religion. They can only see that it contradicts their scientific analytical thinking. And so as soon as religion can do good, some good that secular groups can't, we'll reconsider. <laughs> but analytical is the way to knowing. Emotion is not. I don't know why they have to caveat all of this. Hmm. Uh, by the way, I'm one of the very few who belong to a group of uh, defined by outsiders as militant uh, while generally opposing firearms and weaponry. Yeah. <laughs> It's bizarre. Uh, the study surveyed, the study 
the studies surveyed people who identified as atheist, Christian, Hindu, Buddhist, Jewish, Muslim, and of 19 other religions. Hmm. Interesting, but not uh, not eye-opening. No. Not surprising. Uh, we have one final story this evening, if I can manage to get through it. <laughs> I do <clears throat> wonder, though, really quickly, like, yeah. on stories like that, those that are so obvious to us, that that's the way that the study's going to fall, like, of course they're more emotional. That's what it all is. It's- None of it can be analyzed. It's all faith, right? We know that. They do they they, they like Jesus cuz he gives them warm hugs when they get on their knees in the morning. But when what do they expect to find when they see a study like this? Do don't wouldn't they expect to find oh, religious people are far more reasonable. Of course we are. Wouldn't Probably. they expect that? Yeah, of course they would. I mean, of course well, they, they would they would hope to to see that anyway. Yeah. They would probably feel insulted, be like, well, I'm reasonable. Well, I mean, I, I just wonder, because this is no surprise. I mean, obviously, they don't read studies, of course, <laughs> but what, what, what do they think when they see something like this? They couldn't be proud of that, could Fake they? Fake news. I mean, of course, I feel anger a well, lot, I, but I don't, I don't have I mean, a- I mean, like I said, Newt Gingrich w- was on a yeah, Sunday morning news program and said, it doesn't matter what the facts are, it's what, how yeah, people feel think. about something. That's true. He, I mean, he said that. Like, yeah. Like, he just yeah. fucking came out and said that shit. Yeah. Like, it, facts don't matter. So, do you think they're equally as shocked when we come out and say, the evidence is against you guys? They're like, can you believe he said that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> he should be embarrassed to say something like that. You know, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Well, that makes them, un- they feel uncomfortable when people say something like that. So, they discredit it. Right, right. Yeah. It makes them feel so it's wrong. Yeah, Yeah. so it's wrong. Yeah. Yep. I feel bad you're wrong. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Fucking weirdos. So the last story of the evening I tried to get through a couple times before. Uh oh. And (laughs) it's really a miserable story. It is. It's terrible. It is terrible. It's a terrible, awful story. And I failed in trying to get through it before because we tried to do it immediately following Matt's Bigfoot prints yeah. in the sand <laughs> or whatever it was. Well, it doesn't help that uh, they got a picture of Sasquatch right at the top of and the picture. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and uh, so, and the first line is a very serious line that I kept fucking up on. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't help myself. So we're gonna, we're gonna hear, give the little face wipe actor thing. I'm serious mode now. Uh, this was sent to us from listener and friend of the show and guest, but we haven't had him on the show for a long time. We need to get him back we'll in the get studio. get him back in here. Uh, Taboo sent this in to us. Taboo. Apparently there is a church in North Carolina that is being investigated for importing hundreds of Brazilian worshipers and turning them into slaves. Mm. I had posted about this out on the Godless Revolution Facebook page with the caption of something like well the bible says it's fine so why not yeah this comes to us from raw story a north carolina church that is already under investigation for kidnapping a gay man and attempting to beat his homosexuality out of him is once again in the spotlight after it was revealed that church members have been importing worshipers from brazil and turning them into slaves i made it through the first paragraph thank you very much i think we actually covered that other story that they're in trouble for too oh yeah beating the gay man yeah according to the associated press the world the Word of Faith Fellowship recruits young members from two affiliated churches in Brazil to come to the U.S. on tourist and student visas, where they are put to work on the church's 35-acre 35 35 acre compound 
in Spindale for no pay. When you call it a compound, that's already a yeah, negative thing. That's not the best it's word. Like, yeah. yeah, and you're importing them Into and not paying them. Uh huh. Yeah, this is bad. One man, identified as Andre Oliveria, told the AP that he was forced to work 15 hours a day, usually for no pay, cleaning offices and warehouses owned by the Evangelical Church. He was also forced to work at private business, private businesses owned by some of the church's ministers. Hmm. There's a typo in there and it threw me off. Oliveira stated that failure to comply resulted in beatings and shaming from the pulpit. Whoa. Yeah, so not only are they making them work for the church, they're making them work for the church, uh, church members' private yeah, businesses the that for, are for-profit. The for-profit business that no doubt the ministers are funding with their tax-free churches. Yes. Yeah, and then if they didn't- And then they're not paying overhead. And then they were beaten. Yeah. And then they were publicly beaten. They kept us as slaves, Oliveira explained. We were expendable. We meant nothing to them. Nothing. How can you do that to people? Claim you love them and then beat them in the name of God. Well, they've been doing it for centuries. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is, dude. According to the Associated Press, quote, under U.S. law, visitors on tourist visas are prohibited from performing work for which people normally would be compensated. Those on student visas are allowed some work under circumstances that were not met at Word of Faith Fellowship. Former congregants who come from Brazil said that they had their passports taken away and lived in horrific living conditions with as many as eight people living in the basement of a church leader's home. What little money they were paid was immediately returned to the church to pay for their living expenses. Yeah. What, the, the, the blanket they get? <laughs> yeah. Brazilians yeah. come here for labor. I'm telling you, that's it, claimed Thiago Silva, who was recruited at age 18. He called the treatment, quote, a violation of human rights. Yeah, sounds like it. The church is currently being investigated by the U.S. attorney in Charlotte for crimes that may go back years and involve hundreds of young Brazilians. Wow. Yeah, it's indentured servitude. It's slavery. Yeah, it's all the shittiest things there are. Yeah. Ship them in from Brazil, get them to work for nothing, take their passport, mm -hmm. beat them if they don't yeah. work. And they think, oh, it's a church. I can trust them. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully the uh, North Carolina attorney general isn't uh, too Christian or else this might go badly. Mm -hmm. Well, this is something that, you know, if, if it doesn't go through there, I, I guarantee it could be taken up to the Supreme Court. Well, that might not go well either now. Eh. They stole a pick. And they yeah. seated Gorsuch. Mm -hmm. So there's, what are we going to do? But this is against a single church doing something really shitty versus a whole group of like the religion as a whole so mm -hmm. it might be a little different yeah believe me i think the church is bullshit oh yeah i'm not <laughs> saying that i just i just think that they they have so much control right now that wraps it up for this evening's episode before we head over to the patreon portion of the show we want to thank our patreon supporters that would be dr dan matt's boss from the 2sc podcast to whom we pledge loyalty sorta <laughs> <laughs> one of us does maybe <laughs> Janet Uter, Stephen Andrus, Mo Calbell, Christy Kalbeck, Andrew Vodapich, Let the Meet Kafefi, Larry Wilson, Marius Kot Butrakowski, Wes Aaron, Utah Outcast, Andy Faulkner, Angelica Pearson, Jeremy Goodson, Brandy Hamrick, Alicia Gerhardt, Taylor Grin, Grant Larimer, Savitakuna, and the Gaytheist, who will be receiving his very own first run edition signed autographed Godless Revolution yeah. t shirt. We we signed it Indeed. today before the show. Yes. Mm hmm. So Mr. Aaron Burton will have that very shortly. 
Thank you very much for being our top Patreon supporter. If yes. you too would like to become a Patreon supporter, you can do so for as little as a dollar per episode by going to patreon.com slash godlessrevolution and pledging whatever you think the show is worth and what you can afford. If you can't afford anything, then don't go over there and sign up for anything. Just listen to the free portion of the show and be happy with that. Mm -hmm. And if you like what we're doing and want to support us financially, then we would greatly appreciate that. And then you get extended episodes and bonus content and a bunch of other stuff. So please go and do that if you are so inclined. Mm -hmm. Until next week, crucify that like button. Uh. Go and achieve nirvana. I forgot the first part of it again because it's all the way over here. Oh, what's uh, it doing over there? It's, uh, I usually do really well each week. It's like, oh yeah, leave a review to achieve nirvana. And as always, <laughs> towards Mecca every day. Five times a day toward Mecca. Five times a day. And wear sunscreen, people, and hats yeah. and clothing and stuff. Oh, yeah, it's important shit. Cancer's not cool. No, terrible. Happy Jack wasn't old, but he was a man. He lived in the sand at the island. The kids would all sing, he would take the monkey. So they rode on his head in the furry donkey. That's what all I have tonight. <laughs> Stuff like that. No. Lots of puns. <laughs> Not really. I can't just, I don't, I, it would take me a lot of work to just do puns as I go through these stories. I get too angry and puns kind of go away. You're not going to time his ass? No. That, that's, a, that's a threat I'm not going to live up to. <laughs> can't even sing fucking holiday songs anymore. Actually, since we have this break, 
you're, oh my you're, god! You're making me laugh and my making my tummy hurt. <laughs> that fucking broke me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was fun. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm. A, <laughs> I need to go to the. I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I wonder what Bigfoot's gonna say. <laughs> it was one of those. Th- <laughs> it was one of those things where I was just like, I was just like passively listening. And and just kind of thinking, you know, kind of lost in my own thoughts, like, I'm going to have to pause this in a minute, or I wonder how long this is going to go. And then then you get to what what Bigfoot is going to say, and I'm thinking, I wonder what Bigfoot would say. (laughs) And then it's just a bunch of screams, and that fucking, it just totally caught me off guard. From Taboo. <laughs> Are you gonna be able to do the show, man? Sorry, I should have done that last. Uh, this comes to us from Raw Story. It says a North Carolina church that is already under investigation for kidnapping a gay man and attempting to beat his homosexuality yeah. out of him is once again in the. <laughs> Sorry, oh, that's man. not at all funny. What? But I know uh, that came <laughs> out at a bad time. <laughs> You're, you still got Bigfoot on the mind. <laughs> I do. <laughs> the funny thing is that was like the worst sentence ever. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> let me, okay. Let me try that again. A North Carolina church. Wait. <clears throat> a North Carolina church that is already in under investigation. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> my serious face. A North Carolina church that is already under investigation for kidnapping a gay man and attempting to beat his homosexuality out of him is once again in the spotlight. He's going to beat his homosexual out of him? Yes. Oh, man. Rub the bad stuff out. (laughs) After it is revealed that the church members have been importing worshippers from Brazil. We can't use this cut. (laughs) No. No, this this has got to be a do-over. Yeah, I might as well stop you right now. Okay. We need a mulligan. We need a (laughs) do-over. Um, <laughs> cue up the reverent piano music. This story was sent in to us from listener of the show and our friend Taboo. Apparently there is a church in North Carolina that is being investigated for wor- imp- for importing hundreds of Brazilian worshippers and turning them into slaves. Yes. Which I... is pretty shitty. Yeah. That's real shitty. It's something that we would expect churches to do. I mean, the Bible says it's okay. Why not, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, This is from Raw Story. It says, a North Carolina church that is already under investigation for kidnapping a gay man and attempting to beat his homosexuality out of him is once again. Why? I can just, I can just hear your I voice that you're going to lose I it. Wasn't even, I wasn't looking at anything. I just heard it. And I, was, <laughs> I, know, I was looking and I'm like, don't make eye contact. Don't make eye contact. Don't make eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you, like, I, you knew the word homosexuality was coming up and you started laughing again. I think I, I would have been. Because it's at the same part. 
I think I would have been okay, but then I heard you. Sorry, dude. <laughs> you know how you can hear when someone's smiling? Like, yeah. it just kept getting bigger and bigger, like, as you were reading on. And then when you got to that part, there was just a tiny bit of a stutter. And I'm like, what the, dude? Let's... <laughs> Should we do a not so serious story next? I was just thinking that. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's table this for a minute. <laughs> you do Okay, I'll try. You do something. You do you. I have a I have a sciencey one. Yeah. Do the kid. Because that's that's a heartwarming story. Yeah. And it's okay to laugh during a heartwarming story. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here I'll start a I'll start a new thing. <laughs>